0: This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity, discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com
1: it is new york game day here on ninety eight point seven espn kicking off hour number three and it is now time for my locks of the week brought to you by corona
0: is three locks of the week
1: that's right here we go gentlemen buckle up so uh went one in two last week so we're 24 and 16 on the season So we're teetering on 60, almost 61%, which means we are winning people some money. So uh, what do I like heading into this week? I like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to lay the two. Allen, Josh Allen, to me, is the best NFL quarterback right now when under pressure. Why? Big reason. Offensive line. Bills rank seventh in pass block win rate. The Cowboys are 16th. I think Allen gives them that advantage because he can run the football and the Cowboys play the most man coverage of any defense in the NFL. And Amani, you know this better than most. What happens when teams play man defense, their backs are towards the quarterback. I think it, it's going to open up the rushing lanes for Josh Allen. And, and I think there's a lot of motivation here considering that, you know, there's a chance that Miami could lose to the Jets today. And, uh, and, and if, if all the stars align properly, the Bills could get back and, and win this AFC East division. Uh, also, I think James Cook is going to have a really, really good game. I like over eleven and a half carries for him. But my lock of the my first lock of the week uh, of the day here is the Bills minus two. Mike, what say you?
2: Ooh. Yeah, I, I see it differently. Um, I just don't know. Look, I think Josh Allen's playing great football, um, but I think the most underrated player in the NFL right now or unheralded is Tyron Smith. I think he's a Hall of Fame left tackle for the mm-hmm. Cowboys and. Uh, Buffalo, as I said earlier, you know they they opponents complete seventy six point five percent of their passes when they can't get home. I think Dak Prescott plays keep away, and again, I know it's going to rain. If it didn't, I don't think the Cowboys would actually punt. That's how good they're playing on offense.
3: Oh wow! I feel like the Cowboys are a team that once they 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 just can't handle success usually, and this is around that time of year where they disappoint. So I'm just going off of history. I'm going off of the fact that the Cowboys are a team that cons- consistently underperforms when they are the favorite. Um, they've had a good season this year, no, no question. Dax played well, you know. They're all, they, they, you know, had a big win last week, but I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling, and and sometimes that's all it takes, Anita. Sometimes it's just a feeling, and I just feel like the Cowboys are just a disaster waiting to happen.
1: Cue the music. I'm stuck on a feeling. Um, <laughs> Anywho, um, so uh, here's another thing, guys. Uh, Hankins, Jonathan Hankins is ex- expected not to play. That's another reason why, listen, I think this is going to be a close game. I'm not sitting here telling you the bills are going to like totally blow out the Cowboys. I just think at the end of the day, they're going to win. And I think a big reason why is because Josh Allen and James Cook is going to be able to run the football, especially if Jonathan Hankins, their best run stopper is going to be inactive today. Uh, that's why I'm leaning that way. All right. Lock number two. Is a two-team six-point teaser. Now you got to be really familiar with these, Amani, because I've been playing these quite often this season. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going to tease the Patriots up to 14 and a half. Again, Patriots defense uh, only giving up 3.3 yards per carry. Pacheco not going to be active and attractive for Kansas City. Uh, I think Bill Belichick takes Travis Kelsey or tries to take him out of the equation. And the wide receivers for Kansas City can't catch a cold. So I've got the Patriots at plus 14 and a half. And also, I'm going to tease the Ravens, Jags over, down to 35 and a half. And so what that means, Amani, is that the combined score at the end of the game has to be combined 36 points if not more, in order for this teaser to work. And I think it will. Uh, we've seen Lamar Jackson play in bad weather conditions. Now, by the time of kickoff, uh, rain is supposed to be gone. Winds are going to be there. gust up to 30 miles per hour. But another thing, we've seen these teams, they could run the football. Uh, they've got a plethora of running backs in the backfield for the Ravens, ATN in the backfield for Jacksonville. And both these defenses have not been playing great. This is Ravens team that gave up 30 points to the Rams last week and two Starting DBs are out for Jacksonville. Campbell and Cisco today. So again, a two-team six-point teaser. Patriots up to fourteen and a half, and the Ravens and Jags over at thirty-five and a half. Mike, what say you?
2: Uh, I, I like Baltimore tonight. Um, I, they're... Did we
1: lose? Did we lose, Mike? Okay, sorry. Uh, hopefully we'll get Mike back. Uh, Amani, your thoughts on my teaser?
3: Oh, I like it. I like it. I just feel like um, I, I like the Ravens as well. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this team has overcome some of their biggest hurdles early on in the season, which is holding on to leads. And yeah, they, they did give up the lead this last game versus the Rams, but that big special teams play to close out, that's, that's a big motivational thing. I think they're going to win. And I think uh, I, I like your picks.
1: Last but not least, I've saved my best for last. And that is the Rams team total over 27 and a half points, which means the Rams have to score 28 points in order for this wager to win. Uh, big reason why Matthew Stafford has been on a complete tear and against the Browns and the, the Ravens, two defenses even better than the Washington commanders defense um, Matthew Stafford is scoring a league high 9% touchdown rate over the last three weeks. He's got 10 touchdowns, only one interception. Washington's defense is allowing a league high 6.7% touchdown rate to opposing, opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed multiple passing touchdowns in 10 games. So, um, the commanders on the road, giving up a ton of passing yards as well. I think Matthew Stafford has a career day against Washington and I think this Rams team is going to put up a minimum of 28 points, if not more. So over twenty-seven and a half points for the Rams against Washington. That is my third lock of the week. Amani thoughts.
3: Oh, I love it. I think the Rams are playing really great football. Um, I like uh, Stafford and what he's doing. The fact that they put up so many points last week versus that Baltimore, that tough Baltimore defense. Uh, I like it. And yeah, they didn't give up. It was a, it was a, a solid performance for the Rams. It definitely last week gave, Change my opinion on the Rams, and one thing we know is that if you have Matthew Stafford, uh, Cooper Cup, and um, and um, oh, why from I forgetting the the rookies name Puka Puka. Puka Natu- How, How can forget you forget, Puka, forget Puka, Natu- Puka? How can I forget that? But anyway, those guys are playing well. They got a strong running game. I like it. I like the twenty points, twenty seven points, right?
1: Fantastic. So again, just to recap, my locks of the week: the Buffalo Bills minus two against Dallas. Patriots plus 14 and a half and Ravens Jags over 35 and a half is a two way six point teaser and the Rams team total over 27 and a half. Mike, great to have you back. Your thoughts on the Rams. Are you giving them a shot to make it to the postseason?
2: Yeah, I think they've done a great job. I didn't see it coming. I thought this was going to be a big rebuild, you know, and like you said, they gave up, uh, they put 30 up against a good Raven defense. So um, they've been a big surprise to me this year.
1: So, loving all of that. Hopefully, again, I can go 3-0 this week. Again, Locks of the Week brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. We get back. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, also, this portion of the show brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week when we get back. Brought to you by Slomans next
4: Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York game day with Amani Tumor, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week.
1: All right, Mike, stage is yours. What you got this week?
2: Jets 28, Dolphins 24. You know, we alluded to it earlier in the show with uh, Rich Cimini. Uh The Miami Dolphins are absolutely decimated uh, on the offensive line. Robert Hunt, Connor Williams, uh, Tered Armstead may play. Their, the Miami Dolphins backup center today, guys, was on the streets on Wednesday. Like, that's how bad this line Ugh. is dealing with injuries. So, if I'm the Jets, this is why I pay Quinn and Williams. This is why I hired Robert Sala. If they're ever going to play great on defense, today's the day.
1: Wow. Uh, it's Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week. And early, because we usually save our uh, game predictions for... The last segment, but ain't mad at you, Mike. That's a pretty big bomb. Brought to you by Slomans, low-price home heating oil for New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Slomans has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL, O-I-L-DEAL, D-E-A-L, -DEAL, right now. Again, uh, this portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. Uh, Amani, thoughts thoughts on, on, on Mike's bomb of the week?
3: Ooh, we talked all about how porous the Jets were in stopping the run. And the the Dolphins have a very strong running game, one of the best in the league, you know, averaging hundred and forty four point five yards a game. That's where he usually starts and stops with me. But hey, that's uh that's a bold prediction and you know, it's his bomb of the week. He's been right more often than not, so you know that's the only pushback I'd have on that, but man, they are they are struggling on offense with their offensive line. Absolutely true, but man, that just that's just a tough one to go twenty four to twenty eight. Ugh, I, I I feel like the Dolphins who have been who here. Really here's the, last here's week. the
1: thing. Um,
3: I don't know if they're gonna come. back I'm strong.
1: hearing that a chan is it eight Mike?
0: H-N.
3: How
1: do you is it a chain a chan? There people the pronounce rookie. it a variety of ways. Yeah.
0: A-Chain I'm not, I'm
1: not
4: or really
1: A-Chan? Sure. I, I, yeah, I think exact. it's a uh, Anyway, uh, apparently he's dealing with a t- A-Chan, A-Chan, but a lot of people say a chain. Anyway, um, uh, you know, he's dealing with a toe issue. Mm. So Cancel Christmas, might no. might not have that one-two punch in that backfield, Amani. It yeah. might just be a heavy dose of, of mustard today.
2: Yeah. And one I... other thing, we're bearing the lead. Tyreek Hill's questionable. And he hasn't practiced all week. That's true, but he's that uh, he's you
3: know right but right. Uh, well, we that mentioned that we mentioned that
1: earlier, and, and apparently
3: he's trying for two G's. Apparently, the
1: reports are that the Miami Dolphins are are, are going to let him warm up and then let him decide. Not that that's the wisest thing to do, but they're going to let Hill decide if if, if he's going to play or not today. So we'll see what happens. But Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week again. The Jets twenty eight. The Miami Dolphins 24 guys, uh, we're before we take a break, we're going to come back and I want, I want to take a look at lay of the land where everything stands right now in regard to the playoff picture and all that good stuff. But uh, you know, one thing that we did not mention is, you know, one of the biggest storylines last week was, uh, the, the officiating in what happened in the Kansas city game. And, you know Patrick Mahomes uh, getting real, his feathers ruffled big time, coming after the refs in that game. Such a crucial game, crucial call with a minute thirty left. They scored the touchdown on the you know the uh, flea flicker, whatever, however you want to call it, with with uh, with Travis Kelsey to uh, Kadarius Tony, where he was called with his foot on the line of scrimmage. Now the call was accurate. He was offsides. The call was right. Here's what the issue is for me, and I'd and I, and I like to have this conversation, especially with you, Mike, and that is the inconsistency. He, he was offsides three other times in that game prior to that call, and it wasn't called. So, you know, I, I think the, the state of where we are in regard to the officiating in the NFL, Mike, in regard to the lack of consistency, I, I think is, is probably the worst I've seen in quite a while. Agree or disagree?
2: Agree a hundred percent. And, you know, I think I was in the Minari this week because I love what Patrick Mahomes said after the game. And he was clearly offsides. Um, what I agree with your point. What I would add to that, Anita, is um, there's sort of like within, and Amani knows this as a receiver, like there's a lot of communication between the officials on the side and the coaching staff about, hey, warn this mm-hmm. guy, get him back or defense alignment, get back. So, that, to me, like, there's more of a context to this, this discussion than I think people realize.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, and, and not that I'm ca- comparing my career to Monty tumors, but again, for folks who don't know, I played women's professional football for five years. I was the quarterback. I would always stress to my wide receivers, always look at the line judge and get a thumbs up. Regardless, if you think, no matter what you think, where your foot is, before I snap the ball, always make... Have the line judge be your best friend and make contact with the line judge and make sure you get a thumbs up before I step the ball. I would always, every game, I would, I would like, drill that into their brain. Always. What, what about you, Amani? Like, you know, how, how would you address a game in regard to a line judge?
3: I, I feel like we're getting too deep into the weeds here. A receiver... That can't line up, that's like the first thing you're supposed to, to do line up. And the fact that you can't line up, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I, honestly, this is a guy who's played receiver for a long period of time. He has all this opportunity to, you know, he wants to be a rapper, he wants to be all this. Obviously, he's not focusing in on what he needs to focus in on, and that's lining up the most basic thing about being a receiver. Know where you're lining up, know your blitzes, check the defense. That's the first thing you do. I don't, I, why is everybody making excuses for somebody who can't do the essential, basic thing about being a wide receiver? I, I, can't, I can't with this. The guy messed up. He, li- he lined up off sides. And why are we trying to uh, appease this guy for not being a detail-oriented wide receiver? That's why the Giants got rid of him because he wasn't detail-oriented. Now you're expecting him to do this, and now you're making a whole thing about Oh well, he should. They should have talked to this man. Just line up, my man. That is just. It's just to me. I. I stop. I can't even. I don't even know what to say.
1: Uh, listen, I. I, I, under, I played
3: not receiver my entire I life. I understand. What you're, I you Never, Amani. Won, I understand one one time, what you're saying. You're absolutely right. Time, you're never one time. You, ne- did I but but line you up never. But you never. You never. Not once. Well, maybe once. Well, maybe once. But, but I'm saying. But you all never. All you
1: you never. You never made sure. You never made sure that you'd check in with the line judge. Never. Very
3: rarely. Very rarely, because you know what the mm-hmm. thing about it is. Because the the play clock is so quick, right? You have to line up, and the worst thing that could happen, and this is why referees try not to tell you anything, and motion you back or in front. They don't know when the motion's coming, and they don't know when the ball's being snapped. So if they, if the refer, if you look over at the referee, and the referee says you're off, move back, and you move back, and then all of a sudden the ball snapped, then you're looking at the referee like, hey, why did you tell me to move? So it's a double-edged sword. Stop blaming the referees. The rules are the rules. They haven't changed for just the, for just, um, uh, you know, the, for, the, for the for the Chiefs. The rules have always been the rules. Know the rules. It's not on the referee. It's on the receiver. And for, the you know, for the quarterback to sit up here and say, oh, well, I just want the players to play it out. Yeah, but the players have to have rules. And if their rules aren't being followed, Blame the rules? Come on, man. Accountability, just because you're Patrick Mahomes doesn't mean accountability doesn't go for your team. You won the Super Bowl pretty much on a play that the rules swallowed their whistle uh, and, and and called uh, and, and, um, and didn't call uh, pass interference or called pass interference. I can't remember which one. We're off the top of my head right now because I'm a little excited. <laughs> and now all of a sudden you win a Super Bowl that way, but now all of a sudden now you lose a game and now you're mad at the referees? Come on, stop it. Please, please, please stop it. I can't Apparently, I can't this.
1: Apparently, both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes got fined this week for their comments uh, against the refs. Which we were expecting that anyway. They should
3: look at their Super Bowl ring and be thankful that the referee, because I'm to put it this way. My dad was a referee. And so I have a little bit of an affili- affiliation for the referees and realize how hard of a job that is. And for the referees to get where they are, how they have to buck the odds, just like players have to buck the odds to get in the NFL. And all of a sudden now, because some, some uh, knucklehead can't line up, the whole rules and everything has to change. No, no. Line up, buddy. Line up.
1: Well, okay. How do you really feel? Quick break. We come back. Me. Um we will take a dive in, in in regard to the standings in around the NFL, NFC, AFC. Who's in? Who's out? Who do we who do we think will make it in? Man, I was feeling really good about the Denver Broncos until last night. Whoops! We'll be right back. Ninety eight point seven, ESPN.
4: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
0: Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks.
1: It is New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. This portion brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. Also brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. By the way, uh, you know, we're already a few hours uh, into the show and, uh, and, you know, we're in the midst of the holidays. So uh, happy Hanukkah to a number of people. I know Hanukkah just came to an end. Uh, obviously, Christmas is right around the corner. So happy holidays to everybody out there. By the way, Amani, I was in your neck of the woods last night. Um, so the folks that I play pickleball with had a big pickleball party, mm-hmm. um, literally like in your development
3: Oh, Okay. I think I know yeah, what you're talking that, about.
1: Yeah. That, that was all the cars that yeah. were lined up along the side. Did you It was all the all the all the SUV Ubers mm-hmm. that were driving through your hood last night. That was us. Okay. That was us.
3: All right. I'm I'm getting ready mentally for this pickleball challenge that we got coming up against the uh, the morning crew that uh I don't know, man. They they keep talking trash. They keep doing all this stuff. Yeah, but, but they won't but, give like, us a date. They won't so give us so a date.
1: Mike I, I know, I don't know if you listen, you probably don't listen to ESPN New York regularly, but we, we've we got Rick DiPietro and, and Dave Rothenberg who are on in the morning and they claim that they're the best pickleballers on the station, which of course we okay. know is not true, right? So um, so I, I, I have put out a challenge and I said, okay, well, how about you two take on me and Amani? And so I'm on this, you know me, Mike, I'm a, I'm a go-getter, I'm a doer, I'm a hustler, right? Um, and I'm out there, I've, I've got the location out there at Chatham at, at, at Center Court. I've locked down a date, like a few dates that we can make this, ha- so I'm, I, I email them, hey, listen, or text message, group text message with Amani and Rick and Dave, hey guys, let's let's lock down this date, let's plan for March after the Super Bowl, what, Let's here's a Sunday. And Rick DiPietro's like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing in March. I can't plan that far ahead. Well, that's the point. The, it's the point is that you lock down a date. You lock down a date. So you're committed to that date, even though, and, and we're doing this, like we're going to have a barbecue. Folks are going to be able to come out and watch the match. We'll have, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, all kinds. It's going to be fun, like a fun afternoon. And Rick won't lock down a date. If you're scared, say you're scared. I think Rick's scared. I think Rick's scared to take on uh, me and Amani.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, Knowing Rick, he probably is
3: scared. Yeah, that's that's sad. You know what I mean? I thought the, you know. Yeah, former professional tough, athlete. You know what everybody tells about, everybody says about hockey players, how tough they are. Oh, they're yeah. tough. They're this, they're that. Man, when it comes to all comes to all and you put it on the line, not so tough. Not so tough.
2: That
0: racket, I'm
1: gonna stick it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I-, I heard that that Dave Rothenberg said he's gonna punch you in your face. He did? Oh, we've got that drop too. Stand by. Oh yeah, yeah, Tom, play that. Yeah, stand by. I gotta cue it up. Oh, my yeah, yeah.
3: He's gonna punch you, me you in the I, face. You were... That's a whole lot of punching. I don't know what he's gonna think. He you were on the, the show. You didn't back? hear him
1: say that to you, that he was gonna punch you in your face?
3: Yeah, that's why I said I was gonna stick the the the, the...
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was in response. Here's what Dave
4: said. How about yeah. this? When right. we beat you, I'll it punch you right been... in the face. How's that sound? Oh! Contact. That's that? right.
1: I mean, uh, Mike, these are fighting uh, words. That,
3: no, those, that's literally a fighting word. I could go and take that to some high-browed white shoot attorney, and maybe I could get him, you know, <laughs> I could get some, some charges put on him for threats. Uh,
2: that's a threat. Oh,
1: my gosh. Mike, if this happens, you have to come out.
2: You're, should I be the official? I, I, I,
1: I don't know. Have, I, do, you know the, do, you, do you know the pickleball rules? They're, they're pretty intricate.
2: No, but a lot of people think I new football and I was a GM, so you, know, you can't make <laughs> things up as you go wrong. Huh? There, you,
1: there you go. There you go. All right, oh, we'll see. Wow. Hopefully, stay tuned. Hopefully, we get this pickleball match, um, you know, uh, confirmed. We're just waiting for a date from Rick DiPietro. Hopefully the company, quote-unquote, can force Rick DiPietro uh, to confirm a date for us. More importantly, let's talk about the standings right now in the NFL. Taking a look at the AFC East, again, the Dolphins getting ready to take on the Jets. I've got them losing to the Jets. So does Mike. We'll find out what Amani thinks. Buffalo Bills, I have them beating Dallas today. The Miami Dolphins have a very difficult schedule remaining. They have to go to Baltimore. There's some tough games for them. The Buffalo Bills, not so much. Watch out. I think the Buffalo Bills very well could win the AFC East. Mike, agree or disagree?
2: Well, I, I agree. And what I would say is like if I'm the Bills, what I'm saying in the building guys is like, hey, if Miami stubs their toe one time, which could be today or obviously, you know, a couple more games, we want that last game of the season in Miami to be for the division. We have a game in hand. So if I'm if I'm Buffalo, this really has me like this really pumps air uh into our sales. So Um, look, all the stats, all the trends, you would say Miami should win the division, but if I'm Buffalo, I have a puncher's chance. And obviously, you know, they can make a huge statement today, even though I don't think they will.
1: AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens going up against Jacksonville. I have them winning. I think the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC. The Cleveland Browns going up against the Bears. I have the Bears winning today. I like what I see from their defense as of late. Cincinnati, we know what happened yesterday. The Steelers, we know what happened yesterday. I've got the Ravens winning this division. I have them running away with it. I don't know if the Browns make it to the postseason. Amani, do you think the Browns can make it to the postseason as a wild card in the AFC?
3: I do. I I like what the Browns have. Whenever you have a defense, I think you have something. defense has been dominant uh, for the majority of the year. Everybody's entitled to their slip-up games. Um, even though it might cost them, but still, it, it's not out of the ordinary for a game to get out of hand. I, I like the I like the Cleveland Browns, um, and yeah, I think they can make the. I think they definitely have an opportunity to do it, to do uh, go into the playoffs this year.
1: Jacksonville taking on the Ravens today. I've got the Ravens winning, and we saw the Colts again. I just love Gardner Minshew. I just do. Uh, the Texans not uh, gonna have CJ. Uh, Stroud under center. They're going to roll with Case Keenum. By the way, how about that? Texans have not one but two good backup quarterbacks. Maybe the Jets should take a page out of their game plan. And then, of course, we know what time it is with the Texas the, with the, the with the Tennessee Titans.
2: Mike, it's, do you think it's the Colts? Tol- it's, it's, tol- it's Tully time, right? <laughs> it's
1: Tully time, uh, Mike. Do you think the Colts unseat the Jaguars and win the AFC South this year? No. Okay, little analysis um, behind. It. Oh,
2: <laughs> please. Yeah, no. I look. <laughs> I think they're playing better. Uh, they dismantled Pittsburgh. I mean, they were clearly the better team yesterday, and I'm with you, Gardner Minshew. Like, you know, Anita. I don't know if he's top 25 in the world, but he's certainly one of the 35 best quarterbacks on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rushed the passer better than you would think. Um, I did one of their games a couple of weeks ago, so. Jacksonville to me is just too talented. I think they get smoked tonight by Baltimore, but um, I think over the course of the last month, I think Jacksonville still wins the division.
1: Uh, Kansas City, again, going up against the Patriots. I, don't be surprised the Patriots upset Kansas City today, but Denver lost as well. I'm sure Denver is hoping that happens because they're only one game back. Kansas City's uh, schedule is quite easy going forward. Any, any shot that Denver wins this division, gentlemen? Mike, let's start with no. you.
2: No, no shot. I mean, look, uh, Denver had a nice run there. You know, they did a nice job with the turnovers. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes, again, Russell Wilson, if it comes down to that, I, I, I got to go. I got to go. And Kansas City, they have a a very underrated defense. Like, I think if they could just get those tackles squared away, they would be – I think they could overcome Rasheed Rice, Kadarius Tony Sky more. Um, because their defense is playing so good.
1: All right, let's take a look at what's going on in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles, both at 10-3. and three. I've got Dallas losing to the Bills today. I've got the Eagles beating Seattle on Monday night. Amani, who wins this division?
3: Oh, I think the Eagles win the division. I think they rally back and figure out a way to, to you know, they had team meetings this week, and they've had a lot of different, a uh, lot of talk. I think they realize the situation that they're in. Um, I think the Eagles find a way to pull it out because I feel like they're the best team uh, in this division. And I think the Cowboys, for some reason, I always think of them as pretenders. Um, Whenever they need it the most is when they're the smallest. So because
2: of that, I'm going to say I feel like the Eagles will win the division. Mike? Uh, Yeah, I agree with Romani. I mean – there's a lot of football left, but I think at the end I think Imani's right. Um, although the trends don't say that, but um, tomorrow night should be a big, big game.
1: In the NFC North, the Detroit Lions, uber-impressive events against a very good Denver Broncos defense, uh, more so against the pass and the run. But nonetheless, they're sitting at 10-4. and four. Uh, No surprise there, they win the NFC North. Any shot that the Minnesota Vikings or the Green Bay Packers make it in as a wild card?
2: I thought Green Bay would have, guys. I'm shocked that they lost to the Giants. I I, I thought they were playing good. I thought they were trending in the right direction. That, that was a big, big surprise to me. I think um, Christian Watson, you know, his lack of durability is going to become an issue early in his career.
1: Uh, looking at the NFC South, I've got Tampa losing today to Green Bay. I've got the Saints losing today to the Giants. Atlanta, to me, is the team that I think wins the NFC South. All three of these teams are tied up at 6-7. and seven. Amani, who do you have winning this division?
3: Oof. I feel like, um you talking about the NFC South or the AFC South?
1: NFC South, Tampa, NFC Atlanta, South. and New Orleans, all tied up at 6-7. and seven. I-, I mean, to I me, this Atlanta. is a crapshoot.
2: I think yeah, it's I Atlanta. Think it, for
1: me, it's Atlanta. Mike?
2: Um, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay. Um I just think Gardner Minch uh Baker Mayfield's actually playing good 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 football. Um I think they could beat Green Bay today.
1: And last but not least, taking a look at the NFC West, the 49ers have already clinched uh the playoffs at ten and three. You've got the Rams at six and seven and the Seattle at six and seven. Again, I've got Seattle losing to Philadelphia on Monday night. I like this Rams team. I've got them winning today. I just love the way that they're playing ball as of late. I've got the Rams making it into the postseason. Mike, do you
2: yeah, I do. I'm with you, Anita. I think they're a really cool story. Definitely, like under the radar. Like they they have done a really nice job, and they're getting um, you know Puka and Nakua is getting the headlines, but you know for a team that's just you know absolutely uh, has a devastating cap situation. Really, tip of the cap to that Ram organization, and and they have really, in my opinion, um, exceeded expectations.
1: When we come back, bring you up to speed on some of the news and notes out there with players, who's going to be active, who's not. That list comes out at 8.30 a.m., and we'll have our final score predictions. We know what side of the coin Mike Tannenbaum is on. His bomb of the week was Jets over the Miami Dolphins, 28-24. What's our score predictions as well as the Giants? Find out next right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks.
1: This is New York Game Day. Some fantasy focus brought to you by MoheganSunCasino.com app. And again, CJ Stroud out for the Texans. They're going to roll with Case Keenum today. Uh, Reports are that very likely Drew Locke is going to start for the Seattle Seahawks against the Eagles on Sunday. Chris Olave. Very interesting. Adam Schefter first reported about an hour ago that he is not going to play. Now more doubtful. So still somewhat of a game time decision. Just doesn't sound good for Chris Olave against the Giants. Tyreek Hill, Dolphins are going to give him the choice whether or not he wants to suit up or not. Stevenson out for the Patriots. AJ Dillon out for the Packers. Pacheco out for Kansas City and that's where we stand. Fantasy Focus brought to you by MoheganSunCasino.com. Play Mohegan, your favorite casino games now in the palm of your hand. Uh, visit MoheganSunCasino.com. Must be 21 years or older to play. Help is available for problem gambling. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. All right, gentlemen, the hey, time has come. Anita. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Based on uh, Tyreek Hill's by language with the cameraman, he's playing today. Um, there was footage on uh, ESPN countdown and it was his body language was that of a player that was playing not playing
1: okay all right fantastic thank you for that Mike appreciate it all right so Mike we know where you stand You're bomb of the week you've got the Jets winning 28 to 24 Amani your thoughts what's your score for the Jets
3: um, I have them going down and I don't have them coming out victorious I think the the Dolphins are going to score 28 and I think the uh, Jets are going to score uh, 17, 28, 17 is the score.
1: 28, 17. Well, mm-hmm. I-, I guess I- I'm, I'm not going to play Switzerland. Here. I do decide and I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Mike. I-, I think the Jets win this game. I, I mean, a- again, we heard from Marcel Louis Jacques earlier Told you to take the over in regard to how many times I pronounce his name. Uh, We heard him over. We heard him earlier on the show. Uh, This is a Miami team. They're just riddled with injury. Mm -hmm. And even though Tyreek Hill is expected to play, you know, at, at what percent? Right? 80%, 75%, whatever the case. I think this Jets defense gets after Tua. Uh, with with a, a depleted offensive line. I've got the Jets winning this 27-24. Jets 27-24. As for the Giants, they are in the Big Easy with Tommy Cutlet. Mike, let's start with
2: you. Score and why. I'm going to go uh, 31-21 Saints. Um, better team. That are, they're at home. They're getting their quarterback, Derek Carr. I mean, we can't ignore how well Tommy DeVito's played. I just tweeted something. He's outplayed Patrick Mahomes the last three weeks, which is really remarkable. Um, I just like the Saints at home. Oh, I think the Saints
3: are going down this week. I feel like Tommy DeVito and they got this whole New York. um, The fact that when you look at, I was watching ESPN this morning and they were showing the teams that were in and they had New York even on the screen in the hunt. That to me was just amazing after the, uh, you a two and five start or whatever. So I feel like this is a team that is has their second leg. I think they realize that they're, you know, have an opportunity. And I don't think the Saints have been playing the best football as of late. Even though Carr has been out, even when he's in, I just don't feel like they. And now that Chris Olave is not going to be playing today, the number one receiver for that team, I just feel like the writing's on the wall for the Giants and Tommy DeVito story to keep rolling on. And uh, one thing that the the Giants do well is run the football uh, with uh, Saquon Barkley. It's going to be a big Saquon Barkley day. Hopefully he gets 25 touches, uh, 25 uh, carries, 30 touches overall. I think that will put him over the top. Remember last time the Giants went down there and Saquon had that game-ending touchdown. Uh, It was one of his better games last season. I think that's what's going to happen again.
1: I hear you. Um, I'm with you. I I like the Giants here as well. I've got the Giants beating the Saints 24 to 20. Um, The the Saints defense, to me, a few things. Number one, not good against the run. So I'm expecting Tommy DeVito as well as Saquon Barkley to have a big game rushing the football. Also, they are not good against slot wide receivers. So I think Robinson and them getting Waller back, I think is going to be really key. I think they're going to connect. I think they're going to they're going to put up some yards against the Saints. And last but not least, the fact that Olave is dealing with the, an ankle issue, even if he does go, obviously, if he's even you know a game time decision, I think that's going to be some tough sledding. So I've got the Giants beating the Saints, twenty four to twenty.